0: randy and i'll be your host for this episode of infotainment i'd like to welcome you you and especially you to this episode i will be your round mound of podcast sound pound for pound the best podcast around for those of you who go to google podcasts and look up infotainment they have an episode number and i have an episode number uh mine's Uh, More accurate total as far as podcasts go. Uh, I do not have a place where all of my episodes are uh, uh, being played. Actually, I may have shorted myself three of them due to a filing error. That being said, maybe I'll put some of the very earliest ones on my Patreon and uh, put on some extra stories or something in the future for those of you who'd like to check that out but my first thing tonight to talk about is I just watched the movie Idiocracy (laughs) Uh, it was done by uh, Mike Judge I think he did uh, King of the Hill explains how the future uh, people just get dumber and dumber and, and they can't grow crops because they're so dumb. They try to, uh, use, uh, a Gatorade knockoff because it has electrolytes to water, water, the crops and trash is piling up everywhere. And two, two people from whatever year this movie was made. But they were, they were stuck in uh, pods to be opened up within a year as far as the stasis thing. But a problem happened, and they they ended up being in stasis for a lot more years. And And it's just interesting how they have to deal with it. It kind of reminded me, a lot of the people, the president was like a... <laughs> a pro wrestler and, uh, <laughs> and the white house had gone to shambles and people were just total, total idiots. <laughs> it was, it was funny in a way and it was sad in a way because a lot of those people in the movie, uh, I could kind of see they were the same kind of people that stormed the Capitol building. If you have a chance, I, I watched it on uh, the movie service. I rented it on Voodoo. I have Netflix, but they just, uh, like per usual, uh, offered me titles related to uh, the movie I wanted to watch, but Voodoo had it. It was recommended to me by another, well, a YouTuber. It's a men's channel. It's called Bet- Better Bachelor. He takes the stance that we are becoming dumber and dumber and that the world is really going to hell. (laughs) But if you want to see an extreme version of what the future holds, you might check out Idiocracy on one of the streaming services. I found it on Vudu. It might be other places. I know it's not on Netflix. We have a movie theater that is under construction. The outside of it is done, but I don't know when it's ever going to be open. Rumor has it that one of the money men uh, backed out of it. I will assume that it will be open someday until I read in the paper an article. <laughs> but I haven't really seen a good movie since I saw Long Shot. Uh, which I have on disc, but uh, that got scratched. But I did see a good movie tonight on uh, Voodoo, which was free with commercials. uh, They show three commercials at various points. Uh, Almost ruined the movie for me, but I hung in there and it was uh, called The Illusionist. Now, if you like uh, magic, Shows uh, I do watch "Penn and Teller's Fool Us" on YouTube uh, once in a while. It is very well done, and it stars Paul Giamatti, not Jude Law, but uh, Edward Norton and Jessica Biel. I thought one of them was Jude Law, but it's not. Very well done, and I wanted to. I remember wanting to see it when it came out. But I I never did. I forgot about it or something. And uh, found it listed under the movie. So it's very, very well done. Kind of a love story that requires a very elaborate magical act to get the illusionist, well, woman that he loves away from a tyrant at the end. (laughs) And Paul Giamatti's kind of the police chief who has to try to figure it out but there's some really interesting illusions uh, on this i'd like to see Penn and teller well it's movie magic so i i don't know how well they would uh, rate it but as far as it goes on their show but they use real magicians so from now on i think i will start Looking for the title of the movie I want on Voodoo, since uh, Netflix usually doesn't have it. I did watch, uh, for those William Shatner fans of Star Trek fame, he has got a movie out, and that was uh, released, I think, the same day as it was in theaters. It's called Senior Moment. It's a cute movie, but not as good as Grumpy Old Man. But he's teamed up with Christopher Lloyd. I think Christopher Lloyd, who played a Klingon in one of the movies, Star Trek movies, actually. I think he was underutilized in the film. It is kind of a love story for older folks and the love of a car. Uh, I won't give away too many spoilers, but... Uh, it's set in Palm Springs, whereas Grumpy Old Men was kind of set in uh, Minnesota. Uh, there is a, how do I put this? They did kind of borrow some things from Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood uh, there towards the end. But it was an enjoyable film. So Voodoo is kind of my go-to now, where you usually can rent the film as well as buy it and a big plus is there is no monthly fee luckily i got a smart enough tv to have that on there so those of you william shatner fans you might check that out it's now playing in theaters as on voodoo and probably some other sites as uh, well it uh He loves this certain uh, BMW classic car and uh, (laughs) starts driving like a maniac. Well, I shouldn't uh, spoil it anymore, but check it out. Another romantic comedy. I did see uh, starring Simon Pegg and Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Simon Pegg, uh, uh, Scotty from the uh, Star Trek, uh, well, the J.J. Abrams version of Star Trek. It is a g- good movie. Kind of uh, my generation of uh, romantic comedies. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is kind of the gold standard. But this is a cute movie where these goofy little CGI aliens uh, are trying to decide if Earth is, what do I say, good enough to survive. Uh, They're going to destroy the planet after a certain amount of time. But they do uh, give one person uh, the power to do anything he wants just by a wave of the hand. And, and to see if he can do any good so they don't destroy the planet if uh, Earth seems worthy. And it, it is very tame. Uh, but it is interesting. If you like Kate Beckinsale, there is a uh, suggested sex scene. But uh, it's nothing uh, as far as uh, being tame. There is a Rob Riggle is in it and there are shades of uh, he's kind of the very unstable ex-boyfriend of Kate Beckinsale (laughs) that that gets involved. It kind of reminds me of a much better romantic comedy uh, called uh, A Fish Called Wanda with John Cleese, member of Monty Python. Some of Monty Python's members do voice the CGI aliens in absolutely anything, is the title of that uh, movie with uh, Kate. Uh, It's kind of humorous how he does anything, and they do eventually wind up together. Spoiler alert, (laughs) of course, but the typical. Uh, boy meets girl, boy wins girl, boy loses girl, boy gets her back towards the end. But he does some interesting things and has to reverse them because of the side effects of it. Now let's take a hard left turn and move away from the movies and move on to a house that is for sale in a boston area neighborhood that is supposedly not haunted which makes me think that it might be but (laughs) a not haunted house scares up interest in massachusetts town a for sale sign outside a home in A Boston area neighborhood features the words not haunted in big red letters. And it does look official. Oh, great. (laughs) Oh, isn't that cute? A little dog video there. (laughs) And now something else. A day when everything seems to be going wrong my tinnitus tinnitus is uh bugging me really bad in my ear I was saying tinnitus but uh, my favorite rocker was asked how to pronounce it it's not tinnitus it is tinnitus that's going full blast but I did see a video on this house and it's uh not in the best shape but A Massachusetts woman noticed something strange about the for sale sign outside the home in her neighborhood on top of the sign with the name of the broker and their contact information was a sign with the words not haunted in big red letters and the sign that was said not haunted was done really well so it does look like a real estate addition to the for sale sign. Uh, this just went up around the corner, and uh, I have so many questions. Margot uh, Bloomstein wrote in a tweet this week it, that included an Im- image of the sign. The Boston Globe reported Thursday. The house is west of Boston, but Bloomstein didn't want to say exactly where to respect the homeowner's privacy, she said. But she reached out to the real estate agency to learn more about the sign. They knew nothing about it either. The consensus is that the sign is a prank, maybe played by a ghost with a sense of humor. You never know. (laughs) This made me think about whether or not you have to report Uh, Because I was a fan of the uh, TV show The Dead Files when it was on the Travel Channel. Uh, Maybe it's uh, done for or on Discovery Plus. I do not know because I do not have Discovery Plus. But uh, I'm going to check into it and see whether you have to report if your house is haunted or not to a real estate agent if you have to get out of it because on a few, well, some of those shows, she told those people uh, that she, uh, Amy Allen, the uh, physical medium who walked through the house that uh, people were seeing shadow figures, things getting moved around, getting scratches, stuff like that, she told them the paranormal activity was so bad that they should move immediately And I'm like, if people recognize that house and stuff, who who are they going to sell it to? (laughs) If you got all that and they don't do anything to remedy it. I did run across this article about that. Do you have to tell buyers your house is haunted? In most states, you're under no obligation to tell a prospective buyer your house is haunted, even if asked. Helen Ackley and her family lived with ghosts for years in their turn-of-the-century Victorian in upstate New York. One ghost would shake the children's bed to wake them up in the morning. Another materialized in midair as Helen was painting the ceiling of her living room and approved of her color choice. Her son once came face-to-face with a long-deceased Navy lieutenant outside the basement door. Usually on these shows I have seen on the Travel Channel, the uh, ghosts do not like when you renovate their space. (laughs) The didn't keep their special guests a secret. Helen was quoted in the newspaper stories and the Reader's Digest about the family ghosts and the home in Nyack was included on the town's haunted (laughs) haunted house tour everyone knew that the Ackley place was possessed everyone apparently except Jeffrey Stambowski in 1989 Stambowski a transplant from New York City bought the Ackley's Victorian mansion for 650,000 dollars without any knowledge that the place was famously riddled with ghosts. When his new neighbors clued him in, Stambowski took the Ackley's to court to cancel the contract and get his money back. In the first trial, the judge denied Stambowski's claim, citing caveat emptor, or let the buyer beware. But an appeals court in New York reversed their decision, ordering Ackley to return Zambowski's money in a colorful ruling that included ghostly quotes from Hamlet and a reference to the movie Ghostbusters. I can't do that, but I should have a little clip of that. Music. I'm afraid no ghosts. Uh, whether the source of the uh, spectral apparitions seen by a defendant seller are para psychic or psychogenic, having reported their presence in both National Publication, Reader's Digest, and the local press in 1977 and 82, respectively, wrote the court, the defendant is, stopped, prevented from going back on her word to deny their existence as a matter of law, the house is haunted, a matter of law. When a house goes on the market, nearly all states require the seller to fill out a disclosure form reporting any known structural problems, environmental toxins, or other material facts that could affect the value of their home. But does that go for ghouls too? Boo! (laughs) According to a state-by-state analysis by Zillow, There are no states that require home sellers to voluntarily disclose alleged ghostly activities on the property before a sale. In fact, only Minnesota, uh, my home state and where this podcast originates from, even mentions hauntings in its disclosure law, which frees sellers from having to disclose any non-material facts including if the home was the site of perceived paranormal activity. But just because there aren't state disclosure laws explicitly saying that sellers have to mention the creepy sounds coming from the attic or the floating dishes in the kitchen doesn't mean haunted houses sellers are home free. Let me try that again. Haunted house sellers are home free selling stigmatized houses. The Hackley verdict, while not officially state law, set an important precedent for the question of whether or not to disclose paranormal activity. The court ruled that by not disclosing the high-profile haunting to the buyer, it impaired both the value of the property and its potential for resale. Sandy Hagley is a California real estate broker with the Hagley Group and president of Past Life Homes, a consulting business that helps haunted homeowners sell their bedeviled properties in general. Hagley errs on the side of caution when it comes to sell seller disclosures. If it affects the material value of the home, it must be disclosed, says Hagley. That said, Hagley will only disclose a haunting if it's open and notorious, meaning that there have been multiple sightings and all the neighbors know about it. In real estate lingo, the home, homes are, that are rumored to be haunted or were the site of a high-profile murder or meth lab are known as stigmatized. Yeah, if it's a meth lab, I had been, I would want to know that. As seen in the Ackley case, you can see the house as it looks today in the video below. Well, not here. This is audio only. The negative notoriety of a stigmatized home could affect the value of the property. But if the haunting isn't notorious and only the owners think they have seen or heard something spooky, Hagley might not say anything. Sometimes a person will call me and say, hey, my house is haunted and I need to sell. Will you help me, says Hagley. Uh, I'm kind of sensitive to these things myself, so if I walk into a home and there's nothing there, I won't disclose it. Well, maybe they don't want to. The spirits may not want to disclose themselves when you're there either. Uh, It might happen on your off hours. Sometimes I don't show up. Even if your state doesn't force you to disclose the mysterious scraping noises behind the walls or the intermittent moaning in the basement, sellers and their agents are required to answer honestly when directly asked a question about the property. So if a prospective buyer asks about the garlic hanging over the front door or the hexagram painted on the driveway, you can't lie. Maybe pentagram hexagram Uh, hmm. I know in the ghost adventures they've dealt with the upside down painted pentagrams if asked specifically whether your house is haunted the seller or the agent has to answer truthfully to the best of their knowledge about any encounters with special uh (laughs) with spectral entities it's probably not a question that comes up in the sale of a two-bedroom condo, but if it's a 19th century farmhouse with a family burial plot in the backyard, someone is going to ask about ghosts. Yeah, the, the longer the history of it, uh, uh, usually makes it more more tempting for spirits to hang around that have lived there previously. Hagley is ready to answer these questions honestly, but if she isn't asked directly, she's going to wait until solid offers are on the table before she mentions anything potentially paranormal about her client's home. Well, that kind of puts the buyer at, you know, if they've made a solid offer and then she mentions it, but might kind of piss them off. Uh, Don't forget whether the home I'm selling is stigmatized or whether it's a luxury property. My fiduciary responsibility is still to my client, the seller, says Hagley. I'm going to do what I need to do to get that home sold at the highest and best price and disclose everything I have to do legally to protect both me and my seller. Yeah, I was looking out for the buyer there. Maybe their lawyer or whatever, but let's see, did someone die here? Ghosts are not the only thing that can scare off potential buyers. A lot of people are understandably creeped out at the thought of moving into a home where someone recently died or was a site of a tragic or violent death, even one that occurred decades ago. But do sellers need to disclose? if their property is psychologically affected. Again, the law is generally on the seller's side. According to Zillow, only Alaska, California, and South Dakota disclosure laws explicitly say the sellers need to voluntarily disclose a recent death. In Alaska, the disclosure only covers deaths that occurred in the past year, while California goes back three years. In South Dakota, there's a slightly gruesome question way down at the bottom of the state's disclosure uh, form that reads Since you have owned the property, are you aware of a human death by homicide or suicide occurring on the property? Wow. South Dakota is one of my biggest downloaders on Podbean. I did not know that about your state disclosure laws. Of course, i had no reason to read your form, but that brings that up. That is a rather uh, gruesome question there. In all states, though, if a buyer asks about a death in the home, the seller has a duty to respond truthfully to the best of their knowledge. If the buyer asks what happened, I believe you should tell them everything you know, says Hagley. Because if the real estate agent doesn't, the neighbor certainly will. When Hagley's team is tasked with selling a home that was the site of a high-profile murder, they'll completely redecorate the crime scene and shift the focus to other rooms. (laughs) Yeah, put a rug over the bloodstains kind of deal. When buyers walk into the home, they're not going to recognize the place from the photos they saw on the 5 o'clock news, she says. According to recent surveys, let's see, 18% of Americans say they have seen or been in the presence of a ghost, and about a third of Americans believe that haunted houses are real. Since Jeffrey Stambowski bowed out, Helen Ackley's house has attracted several celebrity owners, including film director Adam Brooks, indie singer-songwriter Ingrid Michelson and singer-rapper Matishiu. Matishiu, who put the home up on the market in 2019. They haven't been any reported ghostly sightings in many years. Well, oh, that's too bad. birthday to me <laughs> it is my birthday in a few days and i would like to thank everyone who has supported this show throughout the years by listening downloading subscribing and i hope you continue to do so tell a friend if you enjoy the show and if you'd like to I'd appreciate uh, uh, people who would throw a few bucks uh, to me through PayPal at randyms12 at gmail.com. Now I think it is time to warp drive this podcast to the interwebs. You can check out my Facebook page. You can tweet my Twitters at Randy Podcaster, you can email me a comment at randyms12 at gmail.com. Question or concern about this show, tell me you like it, dislike it, hate it, <laughs> whatever. But if it is good and say an under 10 minute read, I might read it over the air. But as always, have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight.